What community sounds like. Stay open. Hey guys, this is Chris from Tap the Craft. I want to tell you about a new partner that we have for the show. B-Cups. B-Cups is the world's first line of style-specific beer cups for people on the go. Whether by the beach, pool, hiking, or on the boat, B-Cups are great for any place you can't use glassware. They're dishwasher-safe, lightweight, BPA-free, recyclable, and so clear that they often get mistaken for glass. They come as four packs on Amazon.com, but two packs and variety packs are available on their website at bcups.net. That's B-C-U-P-S dot net. Go check it out. craft beer friends and welcome to another episode of tap the craft podcast i'm denny loose coming to you from boise idaho and guess what my partner in craft mr john ream is back the trek brewing phenomenon he is officially grand opened and brewing beer and serving up a wonderful line of craft beer with names now so john welcome back and how are you doing and what is in your glass I finally found that mute button and <laughs> like, I feel like I can talk to the world again. Um, I'm doing good. Doing good. I'm glad to be back. Glad to be back. And uh, yeah, tonight I have the day three of my advent calendar that we've talked about in years past. Oh, yeah. It's back, uh, which is the Brewdog Chaco Libre Mexican Hot Chocolate Imperial Stout, uh, which uh, is. Chocolate, coffee, cinnamon flavors, and uh, a kick of cayenne in the back end. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, also turns out it's nitro, which I didn't realize <laughs> until I opened it. Um, had a nice big uh, big pop. Um, but, uh, yeah, had a couple sips in. It's really smooth. Um, but I'm looking forward to enjoying this as it uh, warms up a bit and, you know, opens up. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it sounds good. You know what? It is a season for those Mexican chocolate stouts, so it's perfect for it. Little, little warm, warm you up a little bit with that cayenne pepper. Yeah. Well, good. Well, guess what? John's not alone. We we still have our buddy Chris from Tampa, the Wells Bro. How are you doing, buddy? And what is in your glass? <laughs> I'm doing really well, guys. Um, so in my glass tonight, I have from Zaftig Brewing, which is all the way out in Columbus, Ohio, I have their Hop Swapper, which is a, uh, an, a <clears throat> I can't even talk, a double New England IPA. Oh, nice. And it's um, it's getting really, really good as it warms up. Uh, some nice pineapple and maybe some mango flavors in there. And uh, it's about to disappear here in a little bit. So it's it's been really good. Okay. All right. So, John, are you familiar with Zaftig? Yes. Have you had any on tap at the brewery? No. Oh, okay. But uh, have you have you had any of their New England uh, style IPAs? No. No. Okay. Well then, hey, you need to go make it happen. Yeah. No. The the whole like going to breweries and stuff like that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. You know I go what? I go to one. You go, I go to, to one, one brewery, brewery? I... over and over and over again. <laughs> 
I hear from other breweries when they get on podcasts, they talk about how they meet up with the local breweries on Fridays for like collaboration day where they come in, they drink and they, they work on some ideas that they want to, you know, do. Don't you guys do that in Columbus where you guys get together for, you know, beers every Friday? Well, yeah, remember I'm 25 miles from Columbus (laughs) and like everybody out here, like most of us are just getting started. So we're all in this same phase where, you know, the buck stops with you on if anything's going to happen, you know, you, you're still building it out and doing it all. And so putting in the long hours. So eventually, yeah, I'll go, go do that stuff. But right now we're still working on getting there. Okay. Okay. So once things smooth out a little bit, uh, then you, you hope to have some more free time to devote at least maybe every two weeks to getting together with some of the other breweries and, and just talk and shop. Uh, coming up with some ideas that you guys can do some collaborations and then putting some beers together because we already know, John, we talked about you. Trek Brewing is already an award-winning brewery in before the even grand open. You guys were, you know, one, the best of show at the, what was that? The Jailhouse Rock Beer Festival? Was that what yeah, it was? Yeah, yeah, People's Choice. People's Choice. Yeah. Come on, that's yeah. awesome. Is there a big giant trophy in the brew house, in the in the brewery right now. So there there is a trophy, then they haven't given it to us yet because they're like, we want to take a picture with you. And I'm like, all right, tell us when and where. And they're like, yeah, we want to take a picture with you. I'm like, all right, let's do it. I'm like, yeah, we want to take a picture with you. I'm like, all right, we'll eventually get there. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, hopefully it happens before the next uh, festival, so you can you don't share share that uh, unless you win it again next year too. You could win it next year too. Then you could have it like a double picture. Well, he doesn't yeah. take IUUs on trophies. <laughs> Uh, all right well hey i am also drinking i'm doing well also by the way uh i've i've already been drinking nice yeah i've been drinking a little bit of uh, big beers but right now i'm drinking a little bit smaller beer because i need to make it through the show and i'm drinking a beer from ninkasi brewing out of eugene oregon this is their hazy domination ipa and this is a special release that you can find at your local costco store if they happen to get an Nkasi in your area. And it comes in a four-pack of 16-ounce cans. Um, I will say that it is slightly hazy, but really not as hazy as I'm used to seeing in a lot of these New England-style IPAs that we get from the East Coast. Uh, But it's got a big, huge, tropical, juicy, pineapple-like hop character to it, Uh, easy to drink. It's like six and a half percent, six point seven percent alcohol. Um, yeah, I'm almost done with this one. I'll be popping maybe a Jubilee after this because we got to keep this train a rolling and feeling good. So, have you? I, I'm sure neither of you guys have had. You don't get Nikasi in Ohio or Florida, right? Mm-mm. I don't think so. No. Actually, no. We do get it down here occasionally. Okay, but not occasionally enough that you know. We're going to have domination and stuff like that. I, I saw it a couple of years ago. I haven't okay. really been looking for it too much. All right. Well, if you, I mean, Nikasi is one of those beers or those breweries that I just, I mean, I, I love their beer and I keep drinking it. And as they get bigger, the quality is still there. And as I mentioned before, that prismatic, hazy IPA, I think that's what it was, hazy something. 
uh, man, I drank at least three cases, if not four cases of that this summer. It was just so easy to drink. And I, I didn't rate it all that high because it, it wasn't like it was some spectacular, fantastic best beer I've ever had. But you know what? Sometimes you don't have to have a, you know, the best beer ever to enjoy something that is an easy drinker. And I'll tell you what, these uh, Ninkasi hazy IPAs are definitely an easy drinker for sure. All right. Well, hey, we don't want this show to last forever. So let's get right into it. Before we do that, let's just explain to anyone new listening to the show what Tap to Craft podcast is all about. We are an educational podcast. We do focus around celebrating all things craft beer because we want to help all of our listeners along in their craft beer journey. And you are listening to episode 114, recording on Monday, December 3rd, 2018. And in this episode, we're going to help you along in finding some great craft beer-oriented gift-buying ideas. And of course, you can count on us having some great conversation like you've already heard before we got started and let's get into that conversation john you have not been on the show for a while so people want to hear your voice why don't you give me your voice and give us a trek brewing update all right so uh yeah we've been open and stuff's good okay that pretty much covers it so now you now you've made Um, you made your millions and you're gonna you're gonna sell out to big beer and that's that's already happened actually i'm talking to you from my yacht right now (laughs) um no uh so yeah i was i've been sitting here trying to think of what like the last thing that uh i actually updated when i was on on here um but I'm too lazy to go dig through all the uh, <laughs> find the last time I was on the show. Um, but yeah, so the the 15 barrel system is in and it's running, and uh, I've gotten five beers off of it off of five brews. Didn't have nice. to dump anything. Sweet. It all worked out because I'm freaking amazing. <laughs> okay, are they and, per- wait? Are they humble. perfect? Are they perfect, or are, is there still some room to improve a little bit? Oh, don't kid yourself. Gold medals <laughs> right there. All five how of do, them. How do you get people's choice if it's not perfect? Well, yeah, that wasn't on your big brew system. That was on your <laughs> pilot. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It came from Trek Brewing. It yeah, doesn't matter that's what true. system that's it came true. off of. Um, but, uh, no, so that's going really well. Um, and uh, we're still doing stuff on the pilot system. And we actually just had our grand opening on Black Friday which is fantastic. Um, and we had nine Trek beers available. Nice. Um, which I think the previous five, maybe six for like a day. And then we ran out of one, (laughs) you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, so we've got nine on tap now. Um, and I've got one more that's ready to be caged. So we should be at 10 here pretty soon. Um, we'll bring back the, uh, the Brown. Oh, nice. Um, and, uh, we've also already been able to kind of take advantage of having the, the little, uh, one barrels to pull some beer off as I, when we did the vanilla stout, I pulled some of that off into uh, one barrel and did a coffee version, um, off the 15 barrel batch. So that was able to, you know, get us an extra beer for, for grand opening and it's going to let us keep some variety on and and have some fun mm-hmm. uh as we go forward with di- different brews so 
that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And I have also noticed that when you did your grand opening, you actually came up with official names for those nine beers, which is awesome. I, I like it much better than Trek Pale, Trek Cream, and Trek, uh, you know, Vanilla Stout. So that's awesome. Yeah. No, we've had people like, oh, I like this new IPA. I'm like, no, no, that's the same IPA as before. <laughs> Just has a new name. <laughs> Um, at least they didn't say I like this better than the old IPA, mm-hmm. you know, that you did. Uh, but yeah, we've, we've had some educating of, yeah, those first five, it was the same as before, just new names. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we, we had our grand open, we partnered with some local nonprofits, which is awesome. Um, they got set up and we gave a buck from every pint. Um, it's going to those groups, um, which is a big, a big piece of what we're trying to do here. So uh, building a community spot that, you know, gives back. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> I guess along with that, I'm sure everybody out about the, the resilience IPA that, uh, Sierra Nevada is putting together for the campfire, uh, relief fund. Um, and we're partnering with them on that as well. I brewed that, uh, last Tuesday. Oh, nice. so it's bubbling away in the back. Um, and, uh, here soon so and all the all the proceeds for that go towards the the campfire fund so now did they supply you with all the ingredients for that or did you just have to did you have to put up your own ingredients uh they actually got uh partnerships with uh a whole bunch of suppliers to donate stuff um i already had everything on hand so i just went ahead and brewed it and i'm working with some folks to get some some credits back on some of it i honestly i don't really care if i get it back or not i we ended up only being able to do a, a one barrel batch due to our cooler capacity. If I had brewed a big batch, I wouldn't have anywhere to put it. Um, and then it, it would not you know, last very long in the brewery. Um, so we're kind of with everything that we brewed all at once to get ready for the grand open, we're kind of maxed on our cooler space at the moment. So we'll, we'll kind of get into a rhythm as we move forward, but it was just a whole lot of beer all at once. Um, to fill everything up so mm-hmm. um we don't have that much in terms of ingredients that we put into it but it'll still turn into many times that as we sell it and get the proceeds over there so yeah it'll be good um yeah i don't know it's anything else update wise you guys are curious about that? Yeah, I you know we had I don't know if you if you heard but uh, our buddy Robert to your beer he left us like five voicemails which were awesome by the way uh, asking about uh, you know the the name that uh, beer contest so have you guys now that you're naming your beers have you been able to come up with any winners? Yeah, uh, and Robert's one of those. All right. So, uh, yeah, Robert, uh, is his his name, uh, Canteen, uh, which I think he had put for a pale ale, but we actually adapted that to our cream ale. So our Canteen cream ale is up there. And actually, that's, I think, <clears throat> I think if I went through, that would probably be our best-selling beer to date. Nice. Um, only because the IPA hasn't always been available. <laughs> um, but on our grand open night, our IPA we sold the most of, and the cream ale was right behind it. Mm. Um, and it's, you know, when you think of, uh, you know, craft beer 
nerds and what, you know, all that's like, it's not a style that you would put up there as something that's going to be a hot seller. Yeah. But yeah. In our area, it does really well. So good. good. Um, and then, uh, we actually have two winners, uh, because we got some nice names. One from our buddy, uh, David Makazuki, Yojimbo 2000, uh, with the, uh, fork to run brown ale, which is going to be the, our hoppy brown. Oh, nice. Um, which uh, we kind of liked because it's, uh, you know, kind of two two different things like kind of spawning from from one. So you know, it's got the the big malt and the hops and everything. So uh, that really worked together. So Robert, David, uh, contact the show with your t-shirt size and uh, address, and I'll get you a shirt. And some stickers too, so you can get that uh, fridge stickered up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because Robert put out the uh, that he needs a he needs to sticker up his new beer fridge. Yeah, so hurry up. You know, don't wait till like four months from now when you you hear this. <laughs> and your, your fridge is full, but uh, you know, we'll get you your shirt. Yeah, for sure. So hey, Robert and David, uh, I know that both of you may not listen to this right when it releases. It's okay, but uh, try to get get to us like. John says before four months from now. So listen up and get your t-shirts. Now, John, is it okay if Roberts requests a, a female size shirt for his wife? Sure. Okay. Okay. Because that's what he said. He said his wife loves wearing brewery shirts. So he would love to have his wife support a truck brewing. So awesome. All right. Well, that's awesome. That is really good uh, update. There's nothing else you want to say that you want to... Uh... Oh, I'm sure there's tons I could say, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it just, it all, it all bleeds together for me at a certain point. So, okay. but uh, no, it's, it's going great. And uh, having, having the 15 barrel system running uh, did, did a, a big number for re- reducing my stress. Yeah. Uh, uh, feeling like I was constantly going to run out of beer. <laughs> every weekend i was like oh no we're gonna run out of beer again um because when that happened in july it sucked so um but uh no it, it's good and we uh we're, we're picking up picking up steam so you're good good no things are looking good um lots of uh, interaction i love the fact that you guys are doing so much for the community that's excellent and you know in the last show uh, Mike Allen wrote a, a fantastic uh, message to us about that whole resilience IPA that uh, project, you know, project fundraising project that Sierra Nevada is doing, and it's h- picked up a huge uh, following. There's over a thousand breweries that are brewing the beer. It, it may even be over two thousand by now. I don't even know. It's it's really doing well. Uh, even three breweries here in the Boise area. Are, are brewing the beer. It might be more, but three that have made it uh, vocal that they're doing it. That's Payette, Sockeye, and Edge Brewing. All three of those are doing it. And Like I said, there might be more that are doing it, but those are the ones that have really spoke out. So, yeah, it's fantastic. I hope that they can really raise millions of dollars to help bring back up that community. It's a, it's a good thing. Yeah, I know there there's at least two in our county that are doing it, and I know there are some in Columbus as well. Um, I think the last list I saw, there were uh, a few dozen in Ohio there. Oh, nice. So. Yeah, that's, that's excellent. That's excellent. Yeah, I see the map, and every so often I'll look, and it looks like you know good coverage across the United States. 
uh, I mean, eh, they're doing a good thing. Okay, let's move on. How about some beer-related activities? Now, Chris, what kind of great beer-related activities did you do since our last recording? Um, yeah, again, other than just drinking beer at the house, because I'm... <laughs> I'm getting over a cold too, so it kind of laid off the beer drinking for a little bit. Mm -hmm. I think uh, I think whatever you had the last time we were talking, you passed it through the internet. I did. I probably did. Yeah, I was. Yeah, you, I, you can tell I feel much better now, right? I'm totally yeah, yeah. healed up. And so, Megan has it now, so okay. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. Drink more beer. It's a miracle cure. It. We share it. Um, <laughs> other than, I, I mean, I just just rubbing in the fact maybe that I was laying by the pool showing off my b cups yes uh, on thanksgiving day yeah that's pretty much my uh my beer related activities okay have you got the video uh editing yet uh, to, to post no there's no video yet there's a couple of little pieces in the works for it but it's going to take some time to do okay. um I, I can't just be showing my b cups everywhere <laughs> it's gonna get me in trouble all right all right well john how about you besides all your activity of of grand opening and brewing beer, were you able to get out and have some fun at some brewery festivals or anything? No. No? Yeah, this, <laughs> this is my beer-related activity now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, but, you know, like, <clears throat> we have we have the Columbus Ale Trail out here that has, like, uh, I don't know, 40-something Central Ohio breweries in it. Mm-hmm. I go get a stamp and everything. And Kristen's determined that we're going to complete it this year. Good. We have until May. Okay. And so far we have one. Oh my but gosh. I'm confident. I'm really confident. That's yeah. a lot of, that's a lot of time you guys have to spend hitting those breweries. Psh, we can do it. Okay. All right. Well, keep us updated on that, John, on the progress. All right. Okay. Well, I, I, I have enough for all, all two of you. Uh, I had three different activities in the last two weeks, starting off with Black Friday. Now, when John was busy doing his grand opening, I wasn't sitting on my laurels, just, uh, you know, sleeping off uh, Black Friday sales, which I didn't do Black Friday anyway. But I did do Black Friday beer drinking at the Payette Black Friday Dark Beer Festival. And... I don't know. This is like my sixth year of going. I've, I've gone to all of the Black Friday except for the very first one they did. So it's I think it's like six six years, five or six years. Uh, this year was a little bit different. Um, there was forty one beers on tap, which was uh, pretty decent. That's a good amount of uh, dark beers. Now again, these are all big, dark imperial stouts. Usually there might be some imperial browns, might be some barley wines, but they're all big high octane beers um what's different about this one is gosh you know what i wrote these numbers down but now i think now i'm second guessing my thing i, I wrote down that 17 of those 41 beers were payette beers and what's different is when payette first started doing this brew this uh this festival they had three beers on draft three three beers that's all they had and now they've worked up over the years. They have 17 different beers. Well, that's great and everything, except uh, what was so wonderful about this beer festival is they were bringing in unique beers from around the country. 
And that's what we really enjoyed was going out seeking these beers that you can't normally find in the area. Just so happens that almost everything that was at this festival you could find, uh, you know, at your bottle shop or on draft somewhere. So it seems like they kind of stepped down the specialty of the Black Friday Beer Fest where it was something that, hey, you come here, you pay your $4 per beer token for your little four-ounce taster glass, uh, and you get something special you can't find anywhere else. And now made it to where it's just uh, beers that, you know, they have a few variations of their 12-gauge beers that you won't find anywhere else, but pretty much everything else is... Yeah, is, is is average. Now, there were a few special beers that I had. So, first one, I'll talk about the best beer I had, and it just happens to be a Payette beer. And this is their toasted chocolate 12-gauge, or toasted coconut 12-gauge. I, I can't write things. I obviously wrote that wrong. Toasted coconut 12-gauge Imperial Stout. Um if you enjoy coconut and enjoy chocolate coconut, like a good old Almond Joy type uh, or Mounds, I guess, Mounds uh, bar, this is a really good Imperial Stout with coconut and chocolate. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I didn't rate it. I didn't actually t- put it on untapped because it wasn't listed, and I haven't gone back and, and put it on my application because I'm too lazy, but it was the best of the show for me. I really enjoyed that one. Coming in second which it's just barely in second, is the uh, 2015 Vintage vintage Firestone Walker Sukaba Barrel-Aged Barley Wine. Now, this is an American barley wine, and everyone knows that I prefer the English barley wine, but because it is three years aged, uh, a lot of those a little bit harsher hop characters had vanished. There was absolutely no bitterness to this beer uh, and it was very, very good. Well done. Uh, if you can get some of this 2015 Firestone Walker Sukaba barley wine, I recommend, man, drink it up. It was really, really good. Now, there was a, a little bit of a, my, my, you know, the last several years, I've brought my whole family to this festival. Sarah was looking forward to it. She started drinking. She went ahead and, and got her tokens in, and literally they filled her glass half full. She went back to the guy and said, hey, can I get some more of this? You only filled it half full. He goes, no. And then she goes back, drinks it. She's pissed off. She goes and gets another glass from the same guy, which is a mistake, right? If some guy's being a jerk and only giving you half a glass, then don't go back to him. Yeah. No, no. Second time, gives her a half glass. She comes back. She's complaining and bitching that I only got half a glass. I'm like, honey, stop going to that guy. Why are you going to the same guy that gives you half glass? Everyone else is getting full glasses. You're getting half glasses. So you think that she would learn a lesson after two times? No. No, she didn't. She went back for a third time and got a half a glass. She spent $12 and got six ounces of beer. And I'm like, honey, don't you understand? If a guy is only giving you half a glass, he's going to continue giving you half a glass. So stop going to that guy. And so that was a little bit of a, of a problem. But luckily, the rest of the night, for the, for the remaining four, I think she had four more tokens she used. She got full glasses that were all the way to the very top of the rim. And, you know, about five ounces of beer, which is, which is nice. So uh, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I'm going to look at the, at the beer list for next year. And if it's, all pay, if it's half pay yet beers, uh, I might not go next year because... 
Um, I, I don't want to just drink one brewery's beers. I, the, the, in, the very special part of this whole thing was the fact that you could go out and get things that you couldn't get locally. And John, I relate it very much like what we experienced at the, pump, the Great Pumpkin Beer Festival. You know, a lot of those pumpkin beers were coming from around the nation. And these were beers that most people couldn't get normally. And it was a special treat to pay that extra money to get a special pumpkin beer. And that's what this Black Friday beer festival was, was all these special beers. So I'm a little bit disappointed in the uh, the, the choices they 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 uh, they had on tap. Um, did I have a good time? I still had a good time, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that I might not spend the $80 that I spent this year uh, to go to the festival if it's just stuff I can get at the supermarket. So, all right, end of that. Next day, Saturday, I went to Bear Island Brewing's Firehouse Grand Opening. Now, I've talked about Bear Island Brewing. It's a Boise brewery. These, this is a brewery that starred in their garage of their home. They got licenses to open a commercial brewery in their garage, in their residential area. And they were brewing for four years out of their home. And they were just distributing their beers to different pubs and uh, restaurants and stuff. They didn't have any canning, any bottling. Uh, they go to festivals. They had a huge following, even though they had no tap room. Everyone had to go get their beer from a pizza joint or a, a restaurant. They finally saved up enough money to go ahead and open a brew, a tap room. And they moved their small little uh, brewery into this this tap room, which is an old, antique, vintage firehouse. So they call it the firehouse. And I'll tell you what, we, we showed up Saturday. They opened, the grand opening was at 3 p.m. We showed up uh, a few minutes before 3 p.m. And guess what? The place was packed to capacity. We waited 20 minutes outside in 20 to 25 minutes outside in the very cold weather before we even got in the door, before it even opened because it was already packed. Then we waited another 20, 20 minutes to get a beer. And then we, you know, we celebrated by drinking some fantastic beer. Um, if it wasn't Bear Island, the fact that this is a veteran-owned and operated brewery from beers that I've really enjoyed over the years and I am just wanted to help celebrate it, I probably would have just turned around and walked away when we were stuck outside waiting to get in. So, but uh, we did celebrate it. And I'll tell you what, they had some great beers on tap. Um, I had the 99 Bears on the Wall, Old L. And we talked about Old L not too many shows ago. And uh, this was a very well done Old L, uh, aged on oak with rosemary. And also they added Idaho potatoes. And they, this is a collaboration between two breweries. One Oregon brewery, which is the 99, or the uh, uh, old 99 brewing out of Roseburg, Oregon. And, uh, and, of course, the Idaho brewery, which is Bear Island. And they used Idaho 7 hops, which is not my favorite hop, but it worked well with this. And they used some Oregon Chinook hops. So it was a collaboration using ingredients from both Oregon and Idaho uh, for their grand opening. And I'll tell you what, this Old Ale was a really well done Old Ale. I really enjoyed it. It was 10%, but it tasted like it was 4%. I mean, really, uh, I mean, well done. Really enjoyed that one. So I wanted to do a big shout out to them. And then we didn't stop. After we finished with Bear Island, we decided to go try out the new opened Merryweather Cider House. Now, Merryweather Cider, I've talked about many times on the show. 
they opened their their cidery uh, in Garden City. Well, they decided to expand and open a cider house where they not only showcase their ciders down in downtown Boise, but they also have a number of other ciders from around the country and around the world that they bring into this facility to have people taste. And I'll tell you what, we had a great time. I drank uh, two full glasses of cider, and then I had a sample uh, thing of cider too. Uh, and all of them are really good. Now, I had to try the grand opening, the, 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 the cider they made, especially for the grand opening of this cider house. It was called the Bannock Street Buzz. And the reason they call it Bannock Street, because they're on Bannock Street in, in downtown Idaho or Boise. And the buzz is because they use black tea. So this is a black tea, a lemon, and spearmint cider. It's, now, people might say, wow, that's a weird mix. But I'll tell you what, this is, was a very tasty cider, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, and I recommend it. Anyone in the area that can go down there and try it, go try it. Uh, I think you might like it. I know I liked it. Uh, I, I really enjoyed that extra spearmint uh, finish they had on there, and that black tea just gives it a little bit more uh, flavor, too. Uh, I also had from from your old stomping grounds there, John, well, maybe not right in your stomping ground, but somewhere near in Washington, was Finn River Farm and Cidery. They had their forest ginger with uh, cider that had uh, Douglas fir needles and ginger in there. And I'll tell you what, a fantastic cider. Uh, do you remember, John, if you ever had any Finn River Farm uh, cider before? No, I don't think I have. Um, I was just looking it up to see if anything, like, you know, gave me any memories of it, but I, I don't think so. No way? Okay. All right. Um, I think this Finn River Farm, I believe that I uh, first heard of, about them on that uh, that other podcast, the Cascadian Oh gosh, now I just forgot the name of it. But he does uh, all the Cascadian range uh, breweries and 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 different cideries yeah, and stuff. Yeah, just the Cascadian beer podcast. Beer podcast, yeah. I think he visited Finn River on one of his shows, and that's where I first heard about him. And there, and in it, I was kind of intrigued. And then when I, of course, when I saw that they had this, you know, you know how I'm a sucker for ginger, right? And I'm a sucker for spruce type uh, character. This is not quite spruce, but it's pretty close with the Douglas fir needles. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you. I really enjoyed it. Uh, very nice ginger character. Very nice evergreen, sprucey type uh, character too. Uh, if you guys can find this cidery uh, or cider, it's really good. All right, that is my uh, my activities. See, I was busy while you guys were busy working. You guys are a slave to your uh, your work. Just a little. Just a little bit. Okay, Chris, you've been so quiet this episode. I need you to speak up. Now, I know that you're under the weather. That's okay. But let's talk about some new and noteworthy beers you had since our last recording. All right. So, <clears throat> okay, I got to get myself prepared here. So, some new and noteworthy beers that I had. So, one that I had from uh, a brewery that I have been enjoying a lot recently. And uh, most of the beers that I have been enjoying from them have been sours. Oh, wow. That's new. Um, they have a beer. So it's a Hidden Springs Ale Works right here in Tampa. They have a beer called Serenity Now. And Serenity Now um, is a 
chocolate uh, cherry uh, Berliner. Oh, okay. And this really was more like um, I I called it just it tasted like a chocolate covered cherry, but I saw somebody else describe it as a um, a cherry Tootsie Pop. And I th- now that I think about it, it's really what it tastes more like. Um, and <clears throat> they've been kind of putting out a few a few other sours that we've been enjoying as well, or a few other Berliners that we've been enjoying. But Serenity now was probably by far one of my favorites from them. And that one got a four and a half cap from me. That was uh, you know, that was a Thanksgiving Day beer. Oh, good. Along with, along with uh, another one they had put out called Ambrosia. So it was just perfect for you know Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, you talked about Ambrosia in the last show, I think. Yeah, so that that stuff was uh, extremely good. A little on the sweet side, but um, it was sweet and it was tart and it was uh, definitely orange and cherry and some lactose in there too. So mm. that one was really good. Um, and then we're going to go back to Ohio. Uh, with, oh, there you with, go. Uh, with some hopping frog. And I don't know how I never had this beer before, um, but it's their out of kilter Scotch red ale. Whoa. And, and I, I swear I've had this beer before. Um, but when Megan went to Ohio, this is one of the beers that she brought back for a friend of ours. And uh, I was fortunate enough that that friend came to our house for Thanksgiving Day, and she brought that beer with her. <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> so it just worked out that I got to have that one, too. Uh, so Hoppin' Frog Breweries, uh, out of kilter, Scotch Red Ale, gave that one uh, four caps for that. Uh, okay, so I, uh, I'm i assuming that this is a red ale that has a little bit of a a malty sweetness with a smokiness to it is is right. that what, what it is yeah so it was definitely um definitely malty uh but then it there were some nice nice hot flavors in it okay too. okay well, any any smoky character um i'll be honest with you at the time that i was drinking this um i was already a few beers in okay um partially suffering from a food coma partially <laughs> um Partially, I'm just going to say buzzed, uh, yeah. uh, responsibly buzzed. Um, <clears throat> so if it was there, I don't remember. Okay. Okay, John, have you had uh, the uh, Hoppin' Frog Outer Kilter Scotch Red Ale before? Nope. Nope? Okay. All right. It sounds like one I need to try because it sounds uh, intriguing to me for sure. Well, we'll definitely have to see if we can't. Um, next time you go to Ohio... Uh, see if you can't find it. Yeah, for sure. I'm pretty sure it's kind of a all year thing that they put out, and it's pretty easily found in distribution. Okay, cool. John, what have you been drinking? Yeah, so uh, I've had a couple things over the last three months. Um, I'm going to go <laughs> ahead and stick with the last uh, you know, two weeks. Okay. So um, I mentioned I got got the advent calendar rolling again. So I'll, I'll go through the first couple of days of that and then uh, get to something else. So day one, I had uh, from Prairie Artisan Ales the Double Dunk, which is an imperial stout made with Oreos. Oh. Um, which I was very intrigued, then disappointed when I didn't get any Oreo character <laughs> other than it just tasting like chocolate. Yeah. Um, but it was still very tasty. Uh, but it, it had a, a little bit of a letdown from 
ooh, Oreos. And then, oh, no Oreos. Um, but yeah, it didn't have any kind of like, uh, any like lactose character, you know, yeah. something that would give you that cream. Yeah, any grittiness you know. or anything, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just pure sugar, just right in there. <laughs> um, but it was still, it was still tasty, and like handed it to me and said, "Hey, Imperial Stout." I'm like, "Hey, yeah, this tastes really good." Um, so I think it might have, it might suffer for some people from like the letdown of no actual like Oreo flavor, yeah, or some or like any character like that at all. But um, on its own, it's just a really solid, you know. It, um, and then day two, uh, keep him with the dark beer theme and, uh, the thirsty dog, old leg humper, mm-hmm. uh, robust Porter, um, <clears throat> which I'll be honest when I first cracked it open and took a sip, I was like, yeah, it's okay. Oh. <laughs> um, but, uh, as it, as I got through it and it started warming up, I was like, oh yeah, this is actually pretty nice. Um, and I, I ended up enjoying it a lot. So, uh, I'm glad that I like had enough to actually get through it to mm-hmm. enjoy it and you know it it's one of those situations where people are like oh you can't you know log something in on but yeah sometimes things change and sometimes for the better yeah i'm sure sometimes for the worse but you know you don't always get the the full you know story of a beer just from you know a sip or even a yeah. little flight taster you know yeah, so. I, I agree. And and this is one of those beers that's been on a list that we've talked about in the past, like last year. And when I saw you get this one, I'm like, ooh, John's getting one of the beers that, you know, is on one of these uh, beers you have to drink of this, you know, of certain styles. So I'm glad you got to experience it. Yeah. And I mean, speaking of beers, like opening up, I'm getting a lot more of the cayenne in this. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Libre as we go. <laughs> so, um. Yeah, I feel it right in the back of my throat. Yep. Um, <clears throat> but uh, then I'll, I'll talk about a beer that was a gift. I guess the first two were also gifts, but a gift from someone not in my family. Um, and uh, we actually we got a few uh, gifts from some of our regulars at our grand open, um, which was kind of cool and totally unexpected. Uh, but uh, our, our good friend Mark Church... Oh, um, brought us something from Wybridge Brewing over in Zanesville, uh, and it's Joey Bitchin's Bourbon Barrel Stash Number One, mm-hmm. or like Barrel One. Yeah, if I get that right. <laughs> um, but it was it was put out in uh, like a little like one pint growler type thing. Okay, that was screen printed, you know, with the beer on it and everything. Um, I don't know if they did those special just to send those home with folks. Um, but, uh, yeah, Chris and I had a chance to actually crack it open uh, a little while later. We actually were planning on drinking it that night. Then we got home and realized that we'd left everything at the brewery. <laughs> like, oh, <crap. laughs> like, it's only five minutes away, but now I'm just so tired and I'm home and I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we finally found some time to, like, sit down and enjoy it. Now when I first poured it into the glass, oh my gosh, it just smelled like bourbon. Uh-oh. And I was like, oh, this is going to be miserable. <laughs> bourbon like, bomb. This is, yeah, like it's going to be all bourbon. Like Kristen's not going to enjoy this at all. Like I had her smell it and she's like, you may be on your own to finish this because she, she doesn't like 
bourbon. She doesn't like, you know, just the spirits and, mm-hmm. you know, she, she enjoys them when they're in the beer, but not if it's like just completely dominating. Um, but then you taste the beer and it's actually very well balanced. Um, and eventually like the super strong, like bourbon aroma kind of dissipated and it wasn't, you know, just in your face anymore, uh, which was nice. Um, but yeah, it ended up, it was, ended up being a really enjoyable beer, you know, just sit and sip on and enjoy. Uh, but we were really nervous at the start and, uh, although I was kind of like, Oh, sweet, I'm going to have a, this whole, you know, beer myself, you know, uh, enjoy a whole pint's worth, which is a lot of a beer like this. Yeah. But, um, uh, but no, it ended up being, being really enjoyable. And, uh, so thanks Mark and Heidi yeah. I really enjoyed it. No, that's awesome. Mark's been a great uh, supporter of Trek Brewing, and and uh, it's, it's great that they, uh, he, he provides you a little gift. That's good. Yeah, I mean, as much as we tried to scare him off with the uh, meetup. <laughs> so. Yeah. Hey, it didn't work. So Yeah, good. I mean, that, that was his first day in the brewery, and that's... then uh, he's <laughs> turned into a regular and a listener. I mean, go so, figure. So you know what? So we helped bring Mark to you. And and show him what a great place Trek is to hang out at. Well, I think Mark brought himself, but maybe you helped bring him back after that. But yeah, bring him so. back. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. So, John, did you have anything special that you drank for Thanksgiving dinner? We always like to to I like to find out what people drink on their Thanksgiving dinner meals. Uh, th- so Thanksgiving dinner, I had some of our solo hike IPA. Okay. Um, I was going to have some red, but they all drank it before I got home. I had to work at the brewery for a little bit on Thanksgiving um, to get things ready for the grand opening on Black Friday. Yeah. <clears throat> I had three beers to keg the day before. Uh, so that was awesome planning on my part. <laughs> um, but uh, sometimes things just aren't ready when you want them to be. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I had some, uh, some IPA. And then uh, Buddy Russ um, brought over... Uh, Christmas ale. Oh, okay. Um, if I'm in a blank on the brewery now, oh, where he picked that up, was <laughs> it also a growler? Oh, damn it. Oh well. Okay. I'm out. Okay. Well, so, hey, we'll just know that Russ brought something special for you to drink, and you guys had a a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. It was a it was a very good time. Good. So we we already heard about some of your beers, but I'm sure you have some more. I, I have a, I have so I'll tell you what. In the last uh, two weeks, I've drank a lot of beer, and I could talk about probably ten of them, but I'm limiting it to the ones I've already talked about, and of course, just a couple that I want to talk about. Well, maybe three uh, for my new and noteworthy. So in the last in November, I went to White Dog Brewing here in the Boise downtown Boise area, five times in one month. Five times I visited mm-hmm. this brewery. Um, I've really, I really enjoy the beers they're putting out, and it's a nice spot to come visit and, and uh, have a, a, a beer and dessert, maybe a little bit of a meal with some friends. Uh, and I think I mentioned before, I really enjoyed their Irish stout, but they had a one, like a eight-month aged uh, bourbon barrel aged Irish version of the Irish stout. And I'll tell you what, again, just like you, John, or just like Kristen, I guess, I, I'm not a big fan of over boozy bourbon barrel aged stuff. And I've kind of, I told myself last year, remember at the beginning of 2017, I said, my resolution is not to drink as many bourbon barrel aged stuff. And I drank a lot last year because 
breweries are starting to really tone back on the booziness of these beers and they're focusing on maintaining the base style but giving you some of that character of that oak and some of the uh, the vanilla character of that of that bourbon and such and guess what this iris stout this bourbon barrel aged iris stout perfectly aged uh, the the whole base beer came through and you just had hints of that vanilla oaky character in the finish so good five cap rating i enjoyed it so much a uh, really well done bourbon barrel aged uh irish stout and uh yeah i had to i had to say that for all of our listeners locally that that uh, you should go get it before it runs out it's it's really good then uh, i mentioned a few last show or a show before that i mentioned that dogfish head is now distributing in boise but i hadn't had a single dogfish head beer that they released because there was nothing that really interests me and i but there's one beer that for sure uh, caught my interest and that's their sequench l which is a lime goza you guys know how i'm a sucker for a goza and really a lime goza i really enjoy i'll tell you what this beer is probably my favorite dogfish head beer uh easy really easy drinking it's got a nice subtle limey tartness to it with a little bit of saltiness that 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 finishes off that tartness uh man this is like a summer this is a drink i could i could have all summer long and just quench that uh you know that thirst what you disagree yeah you didn't like this one I, I did not. I had I had some of those over the summer, and at least the batch that I got. Uh, well, I'll say it was seemed rather inconsistent, and if it got any little bit of sunlight at all, it immediately just gave you a big vomit aroma. Really? Oh my flavor. gosh! Yeah. Okay, so keep it out of the sun. <laughs> well, that's good to know. That's good to know because obviously I just drank it last week, so. Um, I didn't uh, have it in the sun because it's uh, winter time here now. Uh, but okay, well, good. So that's a good. Yeah, I, I will say not not all of them were like. I mean, this was all like in one six pack. Like we had some that gave that character and some that didn't. And so I don't oh, wow. know. But yeah, because I think the first one I had it was decent, and I checked it in and I gave it. I just looked it up. I gave it a three and a half, which I was surprised that I gave it that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I must have done it early, and then never. Went back Went to back it. and changed it. Okay. Okay. Well, you know so. what? Now I'm gonna now now John because I already stay away from dogfish head beers. Now I'm gonna stay away from this one too because I don't want to have a a pukey character when well, I drink maybe, it. Maybe they've ironed it out in the last six months. So okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Well, uh, yeah, that's good. I I didn't know. I didn't know. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was it was well done and uh, I I slurped it down pretty fast, so it didn't have time to see any light. But yeah, I, I think it, I think mine was our Memorial Day or so. So it was a long time ago. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on from that uh, vomit uh, uh, selection there. I go on to the, my Thanksgiving beer. Now, I drank a few beers on Thanksgiving Day, but the one I chose for my Thanksgiving dinner while we sat down and drank and ate dinner, again, uh, following suit with every Thanksgiving meal, I pretty much always drink a Belgian ale, and this was no different. Uh, I went with the uh, Roadhouse, Roadhouse Brewing, which is out of Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Uh, they have a Siren Song Belgian Strong Golden Ale, 
Fourteen uh, percent Belgian golden ale. Uh, why not have your uh, your meal with a fourteen percent beer? A fourteen percent beer that you couldn't tell it was fourteen percent and really mixed well with all the fixins, uh, the turkey, the stuffing, potatoes and gravy. Everything went really well with this beer, and I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, gave it a overall four cap rating. Uh, it was really good. Really enjoyed it. So that was my Thanksgiving beer to share with all of our listeners. Okay, you guys need a, a potty break, beer break, or anything before we move on? Do we lose uh, Chris? No, I'm still I'm here. a professional. Okay. All right. You want to just keep moving on? Yeah, I just pee in my seat. Okay. All right. All right. Well, now it's time for uh, some listener feedback. Um, and we had some feedback from our last episode. And uh, starting off with our feedback, we have uh, Mr. Tom Joseph. He posted to our Facebook page an article from the Thrillist.com uh, website called The Best Craft Beer in Every State. And, of course, our buddy Mr. Chris McKenzie had to post it, I think, to our Facebook page also. And, uh, you know, uh, you got, everyone knows how much I hate these damn lists because... You know, people are always biased to whatever their uh, likes are. So, sure enough, uh, I, I did not like the choice that was selected for Idaho because I'm biased in my selections. But I thought, let's just go ahead and talk about some of the beers that were selected as the best, uh, you know, brewery in these different states that we have friends that live in or that, that are, you know, big beer states. So, starting off in California... Um, this, this one surprised me, not, not because it, it's not a good brewery, just because that I, I think there's so many breweries in California. How, how do you really pick one? And, you know, but they picked Sierra Nevada. So what do you guys think about Sierra Nevada being the best brewery in California? Would you agree with that? Or is there better breweries, in your opinion? I'm, on, I'm, I'm surprised about it just because these lists tend to try to have their pinky up in yeah, the air that they're better than everybody else, and like Sierra Nevada seems like a really safe. Yeah, pick, yeah, um, would be the only thing. I mean, they you can't argue that they don't like produce stellar product and everything, but I mean, <clears throat> they then they do do a lot of different styles that most people don't see because uh, they don't get distributed very far, if at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, most people wouldn't think of them as you know pushing the boundary or anything like that, or yeah, which. Yeah you could make the argument for quite a few others that are, at least on the list that we're going to go through. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, con- let's continue on the list. Let's go into Florida. Hey, Chris, this one, I, I, you know, let me hear what you say. Cause you, you're kind of biased in Florida, especially in Tampa. Uh, they name angry chair, which is, which was right down the street from your, your, your house at the last place you lived. What do you think? Yeah. Do you think angry um, chair would, is your favorite Florida brewery? Nope. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, I wanted to make the joke like, "Hey, this one hits really, really close to home." <laughs> uh, no, uh, actually, Megan and I were talking about this uh, before the, the the show today, and um, we were actually talking about that. Yes, Angry Chair does put out some phenomenal beer, uh, and they have quite the following that goes behind it, and and there, there's no doubt that that they definitely have a good popular vote, mm-hmm. uh, but. Uh, we also have been looking at Hidden Springs. Yeah, uh, Hidden Springs Aleworks. Um, 
And then there's another brewery down the street from Hidden Spoil, up the street if you want to go directionally, um, <clears throat> uh, called Brewbus. And yeah. I know we've talked about Brewbus before. And, yeah. and initially, when we first moved to Tampa, uh, Brewbus was kind of meh. It was, it was all right. Um, but I feel like that they've changed up maybe some of their recipes and maybe some of their processes, and they're really starting to put out some really, really good beer too. Um, you know, they just don't, they just don't have like these, um, they, they don't have a, a huge following behind them or they have releases where people are lined up out the door getting their stuff. I mean, they had a release the other day that was, um, you know, just a Neapolitan Berliner. <laughs> right Not, nothing exciting i haven't i haven't tried it yet but you know what um you know uh brew bus has kind of like a um like a um vip membership thing that you can get into it's free it's like a rewards program that they have and it gives you access to uh early release stuff so when they said hey uh this berliner has been released It'll be released to the public tomorrow, but all of our, you know, rewards members can come in and buy a four pack of it today if they want to. So I went down and bought some and it's still sitting in my fridge, but I have a feeling that it's going to be really good. (laughs) So we shall see. um, And that's just, you know, here locally in Tampa. I mean, I know um, we've talked about Arcane Ale Works before, Mm -hmm. which is in Largo, which is about 45 minutes uh, west of Tampa. Uh, there's there's a ton of good breweries, but I can tell you that Angry Chair definitely has the popular vote, uh, at, at least in the central part of the state. Okay. All right. Well, let's move into Idaho, where this is the biggest uh, fluke as far as I can see. Uh, <laughs> they chose Crooked Fence Brewing, which, okay, there's people that don't understand that Crooked Fence basically uh, closed down their brewery and sold it to someone else and someone just took over and reopened crooked fence in a different location in garden city right next to boise um how in the world can a brewery that fit was failing be the best brewery in idaho it's totally uh crap that some someone obviously picked this that didn't know what they're talking about because there's so many better breweries in the state of idaho so uh, i'm I very I feel very jaded that this uh, that that Crooked Fence was selected as the best brewery in you know in Idaho and anyone coming into Boise to try their beer will be very disappointed. I I feel that this is what they can expect in Idaho uh, beer. So yeah, they they missed the mark on this for sure. I, I I've mentioned that I went to White Dog five times this month uh, and I enjoyed every visit every time because they're putting out some fantastic beer um so yeah there's definitely some good some good places you know clairvoyant uh white dog uh even woodland empire uh edge brewing does some great stuff i mean there's a lot in the boise area alone that does some and even you know what i would even go as far as to say that mother earth which is a a brewery that has expanded out to idaho from California is better than Crooked Fence and would would deem having uh, the best brewery in Idaho uh, award over over Crooked Fence. And they're not even a native. I mean, they have a brewery here now, but uh, they, you know they came from uh, from California. So yeah, a little bit a little bit off the mark on that one for sure. I mean, 
they mentioned in, in their article that, hey, they have great artwork. Hey, I'm not denying that their artwork is great. It's the best thing about their beer is their bottle artwork. I mean, the artwork is fantastic, but you know what? You can't buy beer based on artwork and have the beer taste like crap and keep buying the artwork. I, I mean, I have the bottles on my wall, but that's what they're good for, uh, showcasing the artwork. All right, let's move into Nevada. Uh, in my opinion, if any other brewery besides Revision Brewing won this, they would be uh, you know, deadly wrong because Revision Brewing is brewing some fantastic beers. So I agree with that one. Uh, in Ohio, John, I know that you would vote Trek Brewing as the best brewery in Ohio, but you know what? This uh, article says that Jackie O's is the best. What do you think? Uh, I think you wouldn't get a whole lot of argument from a yeah. lot of folks, although I've been surprised, you know, talking to people across the bar, you always hear, hear people that are like, oh, I'd never drink anything from that brewery. Really? And, like uh, some of the like bigger breweries that do a lot of good stuff, like there are people that just don't like them for whatever reason and <laughs> they will never drink beer from there. Wow. So, and I've, I've heard that from a few folks with Jackie O's because we've had a, some of their uh, beers and tap. We've had some of their pub exclusive beers we've been able to get our hands on mm-hmm. um, and uh, put them on here. And people, this is the only place within 30 miles that I can get this. I'm not ordering a Jackie O's beer. Like, All right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, we've heard that uh, quite a few breweries where, where I'd be like, really? Because I would go get anything that they ever put out just to try it once. Like, yeah. I wouldn't hesitate, you know. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, I've had probably five of their beers and every one I've had has been good. So I'm kind of biased to, to liking Jackie O's, but, uh, okay. Oh, good. Let's move into, Ohio, into Oregon. Um, again, I'm a little biased because I really like this brewery, but Oregon is full of great breweries. So how do you pick one? How can you call one brewery the best in the state? Well, maybe because this brewery won awards at the, uh, you know, for the best brew pub for this size uh, at the Great American Beer Fest. Maybe that's the reason why. But it's Freem Family Brewers. I've been there. I've enjoyed their beer at their facility, and their service at their brew pub is fantastic. And I I recommend everyone go visit it if they're driving through Hood River. Um, So, yeah, I I can agree with with Freem, but... I just know that there's so many other great breweries in that state that, you know, I might even choose that overall, uh, you know, maybe Deschutes is my favorite brewery in Oregon because I drink their beer a ton and I really enjoy the brewery. And it's the oldest, one of the oldest breweries, craft breweries in Oregon. So why not make Deschutes uh, the best? But uh, what do you guys think? If you Do you have any preference in Oregon beers that you would think that the breweries might be, uh, you know, a little bit Higher on the list of uh, best brewery? I mean, I'm currently drinking an Oregon beer. What are you drinking now? Gigantic. Oh, yeah. Gigantic is good. Yeah. The Glow Cloud Hazy IPA. Okay. Yeah. The Gigantic is good. Uh, Eclipse is good. Uh, uh, Of course, uh, Fort George makes some fantastic beers, especially the three-way IPAs. Man, they've nailed those three-way IPAs every year for the last three or four years i mean really well done uh collaboration beers i mean there's a lot of breweries that i think uh that might win but hey i I can't complain about freem because i really like their beer so i'll I'll agree with that one all right let's move into pennsylvania 
This is uh, for Amanda and Kevin. Uh, the the best brewery, which I've been to, Brew Gentleman. Uh, I'll tell you what, um, that place impressed me. I really enjoyed their beers. I really enjoyed the atmosphere. I really enjoyed the fact that the the owner took us on a you know private tour to show us their new space that they just opened that hasn't been announced yet. I mean, yeah, as far as the full experience of uh, of a brewery visit, I really enjoyed it. And their beer was fantastic. But do you guys know of any other worthy breweries in Pennsylvania that you think might take the spot? Yeah, Yingling. Duh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's move on to Virginia. And I know our buddy Tom Joseph, that's the reason why he posted this to our Facebook page, is that uh, his favorite brewery in Virginia is The Vale. And I know John... You've had some of their beers, and uh, they're pretty good, right? Yeah, and you know this is the kind of thing I expect to see on a list like this. Yeah, yeah, you something know. unique, special that uh, is just you know people go out after to to enjoy for sure. Oh, good. Okay, last one, John. This is right for you. Um, and not that I don't appreciate Fremont's beers. I really do appreciate Fremont's beers. I like. I like their beers. I like what they stand for. But Fremont Brewing is the best brewery in Washington. Agree or disagree? <sighs> you you live there for a number of they're, years, so you know. Yeah, they're a damn fine brewery in Washington. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I just saw a picture from friends Pete and Amanda who were over there for picking up bottle release of... Uh, B-bomb. Um sitting there by the by the fire and everything um but yeah there there's some a lot of phenomenal beer coming out of washington i mean personally even in the same neighborhood i probably prefer rubens yeah um but the nice thing about this that's all subjective it i is. mean it is <laughs> i i wouldn't i wouldn't be upset if someone said oh yeah fremont's best in washington I'm like yeah i could see it you know but even if like that on that given day, it's not not gonna be my my choice. But I still went there all the time. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I I went there. Uh, I enjoyed it. But I I think I agree with you, John. I've I've named my favorite Washington brewery, and it's Rubens right now. Until someone else overthrows it for me, Rubens is my uh, is my favorite. They, I literally have never had a beer that I didn't just say, "Wow, this is really good," and I I, I love it. I love their beer so. Yeah, but Fremont's good. Fremont makes good beer. Um, but I'm but I pine over having Rubens more than Fremont. Why? Because I can buy Fremont all the time, so I always want what I can't have. So that's probably why. It's, it's okay. <laughs> all right, hey Chris, why don't you go ahead and take our next uh, feedback? All right. <clears throat> so Craft Beer Joe, uh, he received his his. Uh shipment of b cups that he won from our giveaway and he wrote a detailed review on his blog at craftbeerjoe.com as well as included a very nice promotion of tap the craft so thank you joe yeah yeah i'll tell you what i've mentioned craft beer joe's blog a number of times it i'll tell you i, I i'm just gonna tell you it's the best beer blog out there as far as the writing, I think, that just uh, he, he's very thorough and he 
uh, does a great write-up on whatever the topic is, and I really enjoy what he has to say. Not that he's promoting us. You know, that's not the reason why. It's that even before he's promoting us, I really appreciate his the way he looks at, at beer uh, and reviews and products and stuff. I really like it. So if you haven't gone out and looked at craftbeerjoe.com site, go out there and read his articles. It's really well done. Uh, I really enjoy it. And, and of course... Uh, read the article that he, the review he did on on the B cups. It's uh, really, I mean, it kind of it described everything that I was feeling with my experience with B cups too. But uh, I didn't have to write the review; he did, so it worked out well. All right, John, Mister Devious, Mister Matt had something to say on Twitter. Why don't you go ahead and reveal what he had to say? Yeah. Devious Mr. Matt on Twitter said, uh, saw this on a Sam Adams bottle and as an image of the uh, Brewers Association independent craft beer logo. Said, not sure if I agree with it on a mass production beer. And uh, I don't know, do we want to attack that first and yeah, then uh, get yeah, a response? Yeah, yeah. so I, I actually responded back to Matt saying that, hey, this is not necessarily about whether or not it's you know, high volume or not. It's about the fact that this, you know, the brewery is still an independent, you know, not uh, been taken over by big beer and, and is, is being funded by its, uh, you know, its independent status. So it's an independent beer, just saying, hey, this is an independent beer. Now, John, well, do you do you? It does agree have to do with volume as well because it has to fall within the Brewing Association beer volume production, Yeah, which as we've talked about before, the yardstick has moved multiple times yeah. to keep Sam Adams in, and now Yingling. Now that they're embracing the independent own thing as well, oh. so I think I think Yingling might be the largest craft brewery now, or maybe they're number two. I don't know. But they're in there as well, but yeah. So uh, you have to like anybody that meets the Brewing Association's guidelines can use this logo and basically if you can be a member of the brew association and fall in their craft beer stuff like you can use it mm-hmm. um yeah sam adams falls within that so yeah yeah it's okay let, let them use it let them use it yeah. yeah and get back up to trek matt come on yeah <laughs> yeah because you have a i mean you you have a logo on your building right yeah <laughs> my don't? logo. You I got my logo in my building. Oh, your logo, but you should have. I mean, you said you're a independent craft beer. Yeah, I don't supporter. have any of the decals or anything. They'd never send it to me. So, <laughs> oh well, you need to request them. Say, hey, send me some yeah. damn logos. I do that. Okay. Okay. Well, you know what? That wasn't it. I after you know after I respond to Matt uh, Craft Beer Joe responds. So why don't you go ahead and finish that up, uh, John? Yeah, and he responded. I got to attend the media night for the new Sam Adams Cincinnati Taproom this week. He said Jim Cook was there, and he's a great guy. Passion for the beer community. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's pretty special. The Craft Beer Joe got to go to the, uh, you know, the the taproom uh, opening there and get to chat with with Jim Cook. So he's not one of those guys that just, uh, you know, is a figurehead. He actually gets down there, meet and greets, and uh, you know, it's nice. Have you met uh, Jim Cook? At any of your beer adventures, John? Uh, no. No? 
I haven't. I probably, well, I guess, yeah, the most notable person I've met and talked to would be Sam Calagione. Oh. So. <laughs> oh, okay. I just shit all over his beer in this episode. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's guy. okay. Beer sucks. It's okay. Yeah, it's just, no, it's I, funny that that's the one guy that, uh, yeah. That, that yeah. And I, I ran into him in Philadelphia at the homebrewers conference. Um, it was just he and I out in the hallway. Yeah. And just like, it was like, hey, hey. And like, yeah, we chatted for like 30 seconds. And he's like, all right, well, I got to go. I'm like, all right. Thanks for acknowledging I existed. Hey, that's better so, than just walking by you. And- well, I mean, I was just some random guy in a hallway. And he like, <laughs> I recognized him and said hi. And he stopped and said hi and talked to me for briefly and then went on his business. All right. You know, sweet. He didn't know me anything. So, but no, but uh, Sam Adams, uh, they do a lot for craft beer community in general and you know homebrewing which feeds into you know craft beer as well um but they they have a whole like side of them that does uh mentorship and funding mm-hmm. like yeah. for uh not just craft breweries but all, all kinds of other small businesses as well so yeah so i'll say about that yeah no no it's awesome no it's awesome yeah i uh i mean yeah i mean it's independent Beer. I mean, it's hard to. They, they they used to use the craft beer, in you know, uh, moniker. But because now it's it's kind of like gray lines between what's real craft beer and what's independently craft beer. That they you know they have to have a another way of identifying beers that fall into the Brewers Association guidelines of being independently craft brewers. So yeah, it's it's fine. It's fine. It's good. Okay. If anyone else wants to join in on the conversation, you can easily do that by contacting the show with your comments and questions through email at taptocraft@gmail.com or on Twitter. Just follow us at taptocraft. And of course, Chris wants to hear from you on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash taptocraft. And don't forget, we do have a voicemail line. And if you want to be entered in to our next contest, we'll be giving away those B cups, you just have to leave a voicemail. Entertain us with a voicemail, and you'll be entered into the contest for our next quarterly giveaway. And that number is 208-536-3359 or 208-53-ODDLY. Leave us uh, something funny, and uh, we'll enjoy it. We'll play it on the air, and you'll be famous. And we also want to thank Open Forum Radio Network for supporting the show. They provide the hosting space at openforumradio.com. And if you enjoy the content that we are all putting out, you know you'll find some other great content from the following show. Thank you so much for listening to Tap the Craft with Denny, John, and Chris. Hey, and if you want to check out more great podcasts, check out the Open Forum Radio Network over at openforumradio.com. We have such podcasts such as Open Forum Radio Proper, Facetious, Geeks for the Win, Gamer Husbands Radio, The OMG Hour, Gaming Vessels, Slash Attainment, and Conspiracy Otter. Hey, Thank you so much for checking out Tap the Craft today, and please leave these fellas a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this great show. Hey, thanks again for listening. All right, now it's time for the Brew Buzz, which is devoted to discussing various brilliant topics, and this week we are going to dive into craft beer gifts for the holidays, and this is a collab, you know, a combination of uh, pulling from a couple articles and some stuff I just found on my own uh, visiting Amazon.com. And so the, one of the articles that I got some of these ideas from was the, 
the 70 best beer gifts of 2018. Uh, the only list you'll ever need from the manintelligence.com website. Uh, and as we've been discussing offline, be careful. All their links are affiliate links that will be paying them some money when you click on it. So uh, go to craftbeerjoe.com and put the name in there and get give him the money. He deserves it. Uh, and then there's also 20 unique gift ideas for beer lovers from the Travel Away website. And like I said, some of the ones I found on my own are in here too. So let's start it off with some stocking stuffers. Everyone likes to have something in their stocking that they can appreciate. And why not give them some beer love in there? So I'll start it off. And uh, John, I think you can be appreciative of this gift because as a brewery owner, you want people to give away local brewery gift cards to their favorite people so that they will bring those people in to use the money at your brewery. So what do you think? Is that a decent stocking stuffer gift? Yeah, and every $25 you get in gift cards, you get five extra dollars at Trek Brewing <laughs> through the holiday season. Can you, purchase so, those gift, you can you purchase those gift cards on your website, John? Mm, no. no. I've already checked. No, okay. Okay. I wanted, right. I wanted to send gift cards to a friend. <laughs> well, you know what? I know someone you can contact to get those gift cards. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just so, so, so stay online afterwards. Yeah. I know a guy. I know a guy. All right. All right. Let me cover one more, and I'll give the I'll give it over to John to cover some stuff. There's another thing that will fit in your stocking, and it's called beer soap. And these are scents. These are soaps that have scents that relate or that are resemble a, a lot of different beer flavors, such as tropical lager, vanilla porter, apricot wheat, breakfast stout, and hoppy IPA. Now they're a little bit spendy at ten dollars a bar, but you can buy them in multiple packs, like three bars for twenty-four, or even six for thirty-eight dollars on Amazon. That's and a lot of money. It is, but you know what? To smell. Like your favorite beer? Hey, it's worth it, right? So you can get a really, a fairly decent six pack of <laughs> beer for nine ninety nine. Just run in the shower, crack it open, have a few sips, and then dump it all over yourself. <laughs> okay. All right, yeah, well. rinse, rinse off with the beer right at the end. Right. Then yeah. you'll, you get that nice aroma. Okay. Well, if you didn't like this, then John, why don't you hit us up with the next uh, item and see if this rings anything? All right. So I want some brew candy. You can get in uh, Hoppy IPA, Roasty Stout, and Honey Ale flavored hard candy for a four ounce bag for nine bucks. Nine dollars for four <laughs> ounces, which seems like a lot for four ounces. <laughs> it is a lot, but, but I have I have had, had beer candy stuff before, but it was uh, hop candy in different different hop varieties. Okay, um, flavored candy, so you could get like Cascade. Hard candy and Centennial hard candy and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, that I would do. Okay, okay. Well, you know what? Continue, John, uh, and and make Chris happy with what he just said about our uh, beer soap. This might help him in his shower joy. Yeah, because uh, we've talked about having shower beers before. I'm mm -hmm. a big proponent. So you can get the Shakuli, the shower beer can cooler. Keeps your beer ice cold in a steamy shower. Six to the wall, freeze your hands, keeps your beer at a safe distance from water and soap. Um, 
Yeah, this would be good. It's got a suction cup, so definitely only use it for cans just in case it lets go. <laughs> um, but, uh, I mean, I just use a shelf in the shower. If you have a shelf, no time. some showers don't have shelves. Use my window because I got a window in my shower. So, <laughs> yeah, there's some peeping Toms watching your shower. Hey, I put on a show. <laughs> got to pay them bills. <laughs> oh, all right, Chris, hit us up with our next two. Okay, so we got Susie Beer Mitt. Is that supposed to be Susie's? Yeah, Susie. Susie? Yep. Okay, so Susie Beer Mitt. It's a knit beverage insulating coolie. Uh, it's a beer glove. It keeps your drink cool and your hand warm for $13. Yeah. Um, I don't think this is a product for Chris in Florida. No. <laughs> uh, Those ice cold beers. Sometimes you don't want to have too ice cold on your oh, bare okay. hands. Okay, so I was I was kind of confused just kind of reading the description that was that was uh, through the article but I'm looking at it and just kind of picture a glove mm-hmm. that doesn't have fingers it's just a koozie attached to the end of the glove yeah or, or, yeah and uh, yeah that would work out really well I'm I'm more of the shakuli kind of guy in a shower band, <laughs> the shower beer yeah. hand cooler. If, you're, if you're looking for gift ideas for Chris take notes here yeah. Okay. Uh, it's, so the Susie beer mitt probably not going to be for me, but I mean, looking at them, I mean, they, they've even got ones that are uh, decorated for Christmas, and uh, I bet if you looked hard enough, you could find some for your favorite college football teams too. Probably. Yeah. 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 Go Bucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then you got the cork sickle decapitator bottle opener. So it's mm. an easy to use bottle opener for beer soda or pop for you Ohio people or any bottle with a cap uh, It's made of durable stainless steel and one firm push removes a cap from eat with ease. It's a magnetic feature holds the cap in place. It's 20 bucks. Yeah. And John, Amazon. you, you have one, right? Uh, no, I don't have one of these. Oh, okay. No, the, the corpse thing I mentioned was the down in the bottle that like chills it. Oh, got okay. one of those. Um, okay. But no, I, I've seen these before for not this brand one, but yeah, you just push it down and pop it up and it uh, pulls the cap off. And uh, similar to the Gropener that uh, Danny and I have talked about a lot, it keeps in good condition if you're looking to use it for you know, like a table or something. It doesn't mm-hmm. bend it all out of shape. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, everyone's in, I mean, everyone wants an easy bottle opening experience. Now, I will say the Gropener is my favorite bottle opener, but anytime anyone besides me tries to use it, it's a I mean, I should take video to make, you know, funny <laughs> videos of it because they to see people on how to try to how they try to manipulate it to open the bottles is very funny, including my daughter and my wife uh, and my son even. All all three of them make me laugh every time I try to open a bottle, but uh, I'm an expert at it, and you can, I can do it with one, one, one hand. Pick up the bottle, grope in it, and open it in one fell swoop. So I'm a pro. But oh yeah, it yeah. is kind of interesting watching people use bottle openers for the first time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, especially ones that don't look normal, right? They're different. But this, I think, this uh, corksicle decapitator. There, there's there's no question. You put the thing right over the top of the bottle, push down, and it pops it right off. So that seems pretty damn easy. Uh, although a little bit spendy with that $20 price tag, but hey, it's yeah. unique. I mean, we can go, 
I have a 50 caliber bullet that's yeah. a bottle opener that I absolutely <laughs> love. But, man, you give that thing to Megan, it's quite entertaining. <laughs> All right. Well, those were our under the tree, our, our uh, stocking stuffers. Let's go under the tree, some little bit bigger items that won't fit in a stocking. And I'll start it off with the first couple. And the, and the first one is, you know, we just got done with an episode that talked about using beer in with food. Uh, and so why not go ahead and get the American Craft Beer Cookbook? It's 155 recipes from your favorite brew pubs and breweries to help you cook with food. And it's only 13 bucks on Amazon. So you can't, I mean, 155 recipes cooking with beer? Hey, it sounds like a great book to, uh, you know, to try out and, and very useful. I have this book. It's good. Yeah, there you go. See, John says it's good, so that that's awesome. Can I have it? Nope. Damn. Okay. Now, I went and found a few games. Well, who doesn't like to play games, right? And why not go ahead and try some new beer-related games? And so here's a... I'm going to start with the first game, and we'll let John hit, hit us off with the next two games. Uh, the first one's called Uncorked. Uh, it's a game... Games Brew Ha Ha, the crafty game for beer lovers. Brew Ha Ha is like Cards Against Humanity meets Mad Libs meets beer. Players combine their cards to create their own funny, accurate, or just plain ridiculous description of each beer they try. Now, it is a little bit spendy at $30, but it's unique. So why not go ahead and try a game that's a, a little bit different? Now, Everyone's all on, on that Cards Against Humanity, but sometimes Cards Against Humanity is a little bit too crude for some folks. So uh, this might be a good alternative. And the more you drink, the more loose you get, and the more fun you have. So I, I kind of like that game. So, John, why don't you hit us with the next game? Yes, yeah, so this one I'm uh, I, I'm very close to, which is uh, Beeropoly. Mm-hmm. Um, and as fun as brewing across the board with this hopped-up drinking game perfect for parties or just to start the weekend right beeropoly invites people to quaff their way through a series of beer challenges from a rhyming competition to demonstrating their best dance moves uh players take turns rolling the dice which are included (laughs) that's important to note Mm -hmm. and moving their bottle cap pieces around the handsome pinewood board um they complete beer challenges along the way and and risk elimination uh last man or woman standing must drink the community cup I, I don't like this because this has nothing to do with the game Monopoly. And uh, I created a beer Monopoly drinking game in college, which is way better. Oh. Um, oh. So, how do you play? All you need is a, a, a Monopoly board, which pretty much every household has, I'm sure. Um, substitute uh, $100 equals a quarter <laughs> of a beer. Everything rounds up to $100. Oh, geez. And uh, have fun drink to buy stuff and uh pay pay your debts you can race to uh buy property if you catch up to somebody before they finish buying it so it's a lot of fun wow okay well you know what put those together and let's get a kickstarter going (laughs) yeah (laughs) we're just gonna send everybody a box of monopoly (laughs) yeah here's a a case of cheap beer ready go So I agree, John. Your your game sounds pretty fun, and but this is just a different, uh, you know, twist on the whole. No, I, I more just hate that they use the name because yeah. it has nothing to do with it. Yeah, um, this is more like beer cranium. 
it sounds like. Yeah, Beer Cranium. <laughs> You're right. You're right. That's what it should be. Yeah, they use the wrong name for sure. Okay, well, how about the next uh, game then? All right, so the next one is a mini beer pong travel set. So this portable set lets you launch into the classic drinking game at barbecues, tailgates, and beach parties where you would set up a normal game anyway. Yeah. Um, but Without worrying table. about spills. Yeah. So? <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's got little shot glasses and then it's got like a little launcher with a ball um, on, on a, a string. string. Yes, that's the so, key. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. But it, the like little pool table games that you put on your desk at work. Yeah. Like just put this on your desk at work and I think you'd be good to go. Yeah. And they're only shot glasses. So it's, it can't yeah, be so more than one. Clearly. So you can play it at work. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this will just end up being uh, a bourbon pong. You know? <laughs> that sounds dangerous. That's way better. All right, Chris, what do we got next? All right. So with next, we've got the USA wooden beer cap map. I'm pretty sure everybody's seen one of these. It's a cap holder in the shape of the United States of America with 69 cap holes. Yeah. Who, who would have thought the United States would have 69 cap holes in it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's California. You know, you've got a couple there. Texas probably has a few. And Massachusetts has plenty of cap holes, I'm sure. <laughs> and then of course you could have the individual state of wooden beer cap maps as well yeah i have one of those for For which state washington is it full yes oh wow you filled it before you left good job yeah i was trying to not have any duplicates from breweries but then as we were leaving i'm like i gotta fill this thing or i'm never gonna finish it (laughs) and so uh uh, filled up with other stuff too okay. or like repeats yeah yeah no these are great little you know novelty gifts that you can uh, get to any craft beer person who is enjoying exploring the beer in their state i mean why, why not why don't i fill up a state one first and then move on to the united states and try to get uh, you know a beer cap from every state in the country which is it's kind of fun and you can you can uh, call on your friends from around uh, the country to send you beer from their state that you can't get in your state, and that's how you can fill up your your uh, your map. That's what I did with uh, Kevin Page. He asked me to send some beers from Nevada, Utah, uh, Washington, and Idaho. Or no, uh, Wyoming and Montana. I think I so I sent him as many different beers as I could to help him uh, fill out his map. So yeah, you can. Help out a, a friend for sure. Okay, where are we at? Am I next? I think it's your turn, Danny. Okay, so let's move into some glassware. You can get a set of four personalized neighborhood pub pint glasses, and you can personalize these glasses with your name up to 15 characters and, of course, a year. You can put an established year on there. Uh, you can choose either black or white ink, and for a set of four, it's going to run you 40 bucks. A little bit spendy. Uh, 10 bucks a glass, but hey, they're personalized, so why not go for broke? If you have a, a home bar, basement bar, you want to have some personalized glasses, go ahead and, and do it up. That might be fun. But if you want to go a little bit higher class, you can upgrade to the Spiegelau Craft Beer Tasting Kit. Set of four glasses. Contains one of each of the following glasses. An India Pale capac- uh, uh, glass that's 400 or... Huh, 540 milliliters, 
uh, a stout glass that's 600 milliliters, an American wheat beer glass that's 750 milliliters, or a barrel-aged glass, or and, I guess, a barrel-aged glass that's a 500 milliliter glass. These are going to be those very uh, fancy, thin, thin glasses that are very breakable. Yeah. They're yeah. very nice. Yeah. I've got the IPA and the barrel-aged ones. But yeah, every time I use them, I feel like I'm going to break them. I'm going to break them, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but these are a little bit more uh, reasonably priced at $28. Well, that's not too bad for these high-quality gla- you know, high glasses. But again, you know, Sarah broke my Spieglow. Spieg- How do you say that? Spieg- Spieglow? Sure. Spieglow glass? She she broke my IPA glass. Uh I mean, she breaks a lot of my glasses, actually, which is sad. But uh, but uh, I never replaced it because I knew that if I brought another one in the house, as soon as she looked at it, it would break because, um, you know, that's just how it is. They're so fragile, you got to be really careful. But th- they are good quality classes, so that might be something that someone might enjoy in their uh, craft beer journey. All right, John, why don't you go ahead and uh, finish off one, and I'll let Chris finish off the last one so we can end on... A full complete circle. All right. So, uh, also, you get a personalized wood beer caddy with bottle opener and magnetic bottle cap. It holds a six pack and three part personal monogram, including large letter last name, name of saying, and date. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, a handcrafted wood caddy that's pretty fancy. Now, of course, for $54, it better be fancy. But you're gonna bring your beer, your six pack of beer to your party in style, even with your own bottle cap opener on there too. Yeah, this stuff I always saw. I, I think I've only seen really with uh, homebrewers um, bringing different stuff to big events. I don't think I've ever gone to a sh- like bottle share with like when people bring commercial stuff where mm-hmm. somebody had something like this. Um. No, I, and I think I've only seen like maybe two yeah, ever. Yeah, I, I'm thinking for that hard to find gift for for people, right? Something that, that they wouldn't normally buy for themselves, but you want to do something special for them. If if someone's really into craft beer, they might enjoy this. So I, I just threw it out there. All right, so now the big daddy. The if you got uh, no expenses, but well, spared no expense. I'll say this isn't that expensive because I was going to put a Pico Brew on there, but I decided not to. So Pico Brew, if you have no spare, no expense. But this is a little bit below that. So, Chris, what can you get for the ultimate gift for your craft beer person? For the craft beer person, excuse me, Northern Brewers Goose Island 5-gallon beer brewing equipment starter kit. It's going to include the brew kettle and a sweet porter recipe. Uh, it's everything you need to brew your first batch of beer with foolproof instructions. And foolproof. Foolproof in quotations. Yes, so, I mean, foolproof. That's that's real. Yeah. That's $130 on Amazon. Now, that's a deal, right? I mean, this literally includes everything except for the water and the bottles that you've been put it in. Is that pretty good, John, or not? Uh, brew kettle. China. Brew kettle and two, two fermenter barrels, and uh, the 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 kit, and everything you need. Bottle cap, sixty bottle caps, bottle capper, the cleaning brushes, uh, siphon, 
Uh, I mean, pretty much everything. Is that too expensive? No. Yeah. I, I mean, it's I probably a smaller thing. In the, I mean, the the buckets are really cheap. The, <laughs> the kettles the pro- are probably like Goose Island. Thirty bucks. <laughs> like if you buy it somewhere else. <laughs> Cavers like eight. Spin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not a ripoff, but it's not like a huge deal. Basically, I think it's just the name because I think you could really just get a a five-gallon brew kit with just about any other beer you want all ready to go uh, for about that. Yeah, but it, this has foolproof instructions. That's that's like, how do you put a price on that? So does every other extract <laughs> kit. <laughs> I don't know. I thought this price range was decent. for It had a lot of stuff in there. I didn't list everything because I didn't want to like drag on forever, but it was like a pretty complete kit. And normally, these kits don't include the brew kettle. A brew kettle you have to buy separate. So I thought for $130 with a brew kettle, that saves you the, the hassle of having to go find a brew kettle yourself. So, yeah. And thought- Goose Island's logo is all over this thing, too. <laughs> hey, you got to support Big Beer. Well, Northern Brew is uh, owned by... Oh, that's and, right. Uh, or they have a, a big stake in You're it. You're right. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, again, it's just an idea. If you want to spend the big bucks on someone special, this might, and, they, and they're interested in brewing beer. John, you received your first home brewing kit as a gift. And look what happened. You turned into a professional brewer now. Yeah, don't make that mistake. I mean, yeah, it was great. <laughs> so this might be a good gift for someone. Now, is there other kits like this? Yeah, this is an example of one kit, but there might be a different kit that, that fits the bill too. But hey, it's a great gift uh, for someone that you think that might enjoy it. And John obviously did. And guess what, Chris? You also homebrew. You also enjoy uh, a gift like this. Oh, there mm-hmm. we go. Finally found this stupid thing. Or you could always, I mean, going back to that uh, that that Northern Brewer uh, brewing kit, you could always just buy the the thirty eight bottles of Goose Island at the store. Um, then you wouldn't have to brew anything. But that's <laughs> that's really going to cost you roughly about three hundred and eighty dollars. <laughs> so I mean, what's your time worth? That's true. That's true. It's funny you you mentioned Goose Island, right? This this. Uh, Black Friday was the release of the uh, KBS, right? Yeah. Uh, no, they're um, or BCBS. BCBS. Whatever it is, I I can't I don't can't keep track. And everyone was standing in line to go buy the bottles. Well, guess what? I was at the co-op uh, this weekend, and there was like twelve cases of of this beer. I'm like, who the hell was waiting in line for this? When, but I guess there's like different variations they're trying. Yeah, to buy. it's the it's the variations that you're having trouble getting in, or that people are having trouble getting in. They're not all distributed everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some um, places, some places get one variant. Some places get three of the variants, and you know they'll get three cases of this one and one case of that one, and everybody lines up in hopes that they're going to get the, uh, you know, the rare rare variant yeah. for the area. Well, I mean. If you look at the uh, the, the previous, uh, you know, it hasn't been good, right? They've had several batches that have been recalled because of an infection. And uh, so maybe it's okay if you don't get these different variants. You just go ahead and grab a bottle of the regular stuff and say, yeah, that, that was good. Honestly, the regular one's good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
that is it for our brew buzz segment. I hope that we were able to provide at least a few fun items that you might consider buying for your favorite craft beer person. But because John needs to get home and get some rest because he's been busy working, brewing all day and working the bar, let's close out this show. But before we do that, we have an opportunity to give a toast to some favorite people we like to give a toast to. So Chris, why don't you start us off with your toast? Absolutely. So I want to raise a glass to our good friends, uh, Tina and Tina and Man- <clears throat> God damn it. This cold sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying over here. I want to raise a glass to our good friends, Tina and Manny Velez. Um, they, there's a good friends of ours that have been stepping up to help us out with, um, moving back and forth between our house, getting stuff set up in our new place. Uh, they've also been, um, helping us out a lot with taking care of dogs and things like that. As far as, uh, just we're ridiculously busy right now. And I mean, it's a beautiful problem to have, but just between Megan and myself is a bit overwhelming. So, um, I want to raise a glass to Tina and Manny because they have stepped in and helped us a absolute ton. I mean, so much so that Manny even rented a U-Haul truck for me Bam. just so we could move our couches over to the new house so we could have Thanksgiving dinner here. Oh. So, uh, cheers to you guys. Uh, I love you guys both, and uh, we will see you all soon. Sweet. All right, John. Thank you for the introduction. Um, <laughs> yeah, I raised my glass to my wife, Kristen. Um, as I mentioned, she, despite everything going on with us this year, she still somehow found the time to throw together an advent calendar for me, um, which is awesome. Uh, and she's uh, doing a whole lot, keeping everything uh, while we go on this crazy adventure. So, uh, yeah, just shoot you, Kristen. So. All right. How about you, Danny? I have a few. Uh, first and foremost, today, the day we're recording, is uh, w- our listener William Lake's birthday. So happy birthday, William. Uh, cheers to you. I hope you have a great, great birthday. Also, uh, we've already mentioned Mr. Robert Chew Your Beer, Melinez. Uh, you know, we mentioned him for winning the contest for naming that beer at Trek. But guess what? He also has gotten his... His beer that he brewed so many years ago, what, five years ago, John, four years ago, he brewed. Yeah, uh, something like that. Yeah, Chaco Tasso, and uh, and he sent John and I a bottle of it, and it was really good beer. This beer is now being produced in a commercial brewery, Zach's Brewing Company in California, uh, has its first release, keg release, uh, December fifteenth. So hey, I have to raise a glass to you, Robert, for. Uh, Man, for making this beer, promoting it, getting people to love it, and then getting a brewery to actually produce it uh, to sell, you know, to sell. Hey, great job to you. So cheers to you, Robert. And I have to also give a big cheers and toast to my buddy, Mr. Alex Fuchs. He's here from Israel. We're working together for a couple weeks. Uh, in fact, I'm uh, getting ready to head back to Israel at by the day this releases, I'll be on a flame, plane heading back to Israel for a week. Uh, but uh, it's been fun hanging out with my buddy, uh, drinking some beers, and uh, joking around and, and having a good time. So cheers to you, Alex. And of course, I have to raise my glass to all the military men and women out there who are 
out there protecting our freedoms, allowing all of us to get together, talk about beer, share our experiences with our listeners, and help you guys learn about this. But couldn't do without you. Thank you. Return safely home to your families very soon. And Chris, why don't you go ahead and uh, give a toast to our sponsor? Absolutely. So our friends at Bee Cups, I want to raise a glass to Bee Cups, supplier of outdoor craft beer cups for partnering up with us. And I encourage our listeners to go visit their site at beecups.net, or you can check them out at fermentedreality.com, where you can see where they just opened their new beer garden here in Tampa. Mm -hmm. Uh, Check out the world's first full line of style-specific plastic beer cups for people on the go, whether you're hanging out on the beach, by the pool, or hiking in the wilderness, or even just enjoying some boating. Bee Cups are great for any place you can't use standard glassware. All right. You can find the beers and links to the articles we mentioned on the show in our show notes located on the show post at openforumradio.com. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at Loose Screw. John, how can our follow, follower, how can our listeners follow you? On Twitter at Prime Brewing, untapped Prime WA. You can follow the brewery Trek Brewing on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Trek Brewing or online at trekbeer.com. And Chris... How about you? So you can find me on Twitter at Chris underscore McKenzie 82 or untapped in Instagram at MCK one, three, four, five. And of course you can always find me on facebook.com forward slash tap the craft. All right. Last call time to bring the show to a close. And then we want to thank you for downloading, listening to this show. We ask you to please tell a friend and of course, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher radio, tune in radio, or Google Play, or however you listen to your podcast. And as a reminder, we release a show every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers. Cheers. Whew, I'm glad that ended because I was uh, running out of steam fast. <laughs> <laughs> Gift buying. I don't know what I was going to say. Gift buying. Uh, man, this beer's already kicking my ass. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I'm thinking. Get, help me out so I can say it over again. Gift buying guide? Guide ideas. Ideas. Okay. Yeah. Where were we on that, Chris? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> just, just sitting here thinking of ideas. Okay. All right. Well, hey, you guys, wake up. And okay. stuff. <laughs> All right. So we we really need to work on him being lazy and not doing beer stuff like we don't. He. Uh, That's the problem. He's he's a little too ambitious for for me right now, especially in the beer related field, or at least yeah. in the consumption part of it, not the production part. Going out in public, doing stuff. What the oh. hell? Who the hell is this guy think he is? This is a long list. Are we going through all this stuff? There's fucking 70 things on there. (laughs) (laughs) At least that's what it says at the top. But yeah, that's a long list. He said he he picked the the interesting ones. Yeah, I want to see the rest of the list. This is the interesting stuff. Okay, well now that you guys all poo-pooed my stuff... Let's get going. We weren't we weren't poo-pooing it. We were just talking shit about it. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> I only torment the ones I really like. So I mean, no, no, no. These are just some uh, ideas. I and uh, I couldn't link to them because I didn't want to have their affiliate link on all this stuff. So I oh, I have the corksicle. See, you can talk about it. Is it is it a great? Uh, we we have the wine version, not the. Uh, I I actually I feel like I'm getting those for Christmas, and I don't think I've ever used it. <laughs> you should bring it. You should. Uh, I, I still. You know what, John? My number one bottle opener that I use still to this day is the one you gave me for the uh, opener. opener. Yeah, I still use that every. I just use it just now when best, I opened my best name in bottle openers. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's still my favorite <laughs> bottle opener. I use it every single day. To open my bottles. <laughs> nice. It's been like five years. 